Have you or anyone you know ever been emotionally destroyed by a book? Have you ever got the feels for a fictional character? Have you ever been hung over by an all-night book binge? Then pull up a seat, pour yourself a glass, and hang on to your Kindle. This is Drinking Ink. Hey friends, Rebecca here. Before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to drop in with a note on our content. While books are for everyone, this podcast was created for adult audiences only. Listener and reader discretion is advised, as we sometimes dive into difficult and triggering content such as graphic depictions of violence, frank portrayal of sexuality, discussion of mental illness, and existential struggle, and on occasion some downright filthy language. It might be a lot to take in, so if you need a breather, take a break and come back later. We'll be here for you. Hello. Hey. <laughs> what are, are we talking about today? smiling are, are no. our boobs smiling today i don't know are your boobs no. smiling becca no how about you mia are your boobs smiling today no boobs are not able to do that but <laughs> well i mean that's that's something that i've learned in the last little while is that there's a lot of things that my body apparently is capable yeah. of doing that maybe in I fantasy. was not aware as a woman. Maybe famously. In a fantasy maybe. And that's the whole point of today's episode. Because today we're gonna talk about men writing women and I didn't know why that is that. horrifying and hilarious. Yep. And also worrisome. And maybe maybe if we get to it, we can talk about how how we can fix this because if we I haven't think... figured out yet i don't think we're going to at this point <laughs> oh, in history that's, that's important that's all very right important. fair enough fair enough men writing women so uh, there is this theme that seems to occur where men write about women's bodies in the weirdest ways. Like there, there's objectification and then there's absolute fucking nonsense where you don't like, it's like, did you ever go to school? I'm almost, I almost want to ask like, are you a Christian fundamentalist who went to one of those weird homeschools and like did the workbooks that didn't actually talk about like the body because you have zero idea how any of this works. That's not how this, that's not how any of this works at all. Like, just hearing about some of the way that, like, Christian fundamentalists just, like, piss, piss me off. Like, and I grew up in, like, and I still very much believe in, like, certain aspects of Christianity. But it pisses me off. I'm like, did your parents, like, not think it was important to teach you about the fact that you are a human being with a body? Like, regardless of what you believe, that is an important aspect of life. It would have yeah. incited scandalous thoughts. Yeah, we can't be we can't be tempting. We can't become temptresses and Jezebels if we know about our bodies. Well, then we just become lurid floozies, tempting men to sin. But it's not just Christian fundamentalists. I mean, I'm I'm I brought up the Christian fundamentalism, but it's not all Christian fundamentalists. There are some uh, very well known authors who have also written women very poorly. So let's get into it. I've brought some examples. So we can start with that because I think it's funny. Some of them are funny. I have one that I take offensive because it's like, it might be on your list too. So she was, <laughs> she's in her 30s. Not all that young. 
stretch marks. So she had at least one child. <laughs> As someone who's 31 with stretch marks and no children. Um. <laughs> very, very nice. They, they just, such nice descriptions. Like, the body makes stretch marks when your skin stretches. That doesn't always come from having a baby. Sometimes you're 13 and your boobs decide to just go overnight and you end up with stretch marks. That's just, that's just how it happens. Who, who wrote that by the way? Does it cite the author? No, it doesn't. Cause let me be clear. I will be naming and shaming the authors when possible because this is just not right. It's not right. Someone commented, though. They're like, I'll have to ask my boyfriend where he's hiding his children. (laughs) 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 Oh, you want to hear another good one? Um, I don't know who it was written by. Um, It's from, like, this this one account on Twitter, um, Men Write Women. Um, They put up this screenshot. It says, the girl had a tiny purse tucked into her vagina, just big enough to hold her her driver's license, a credit card, and a few bucks. Her name is Elizabeth Sweeney. Like, the, the have, anatomy is not just like, you know, we don't just casually have purses up our, our cooties. Like, no. <laughs> I have one going off that because somebody had like commented uh, about having the stretch marks on their hips and boobs when they were younger because their body just kind of like growed all of a sudden. And someone was like, the baby probably fell out when you were getting your purse and keys out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Like yeah. Where, I mean how? I mean you can transport things in your vagina. I mean we know that a tampon fits. We know that um other things like drugs, people drug mules have used that orifice as a way to get things in and out of countries. But I just I just picture because I have a little card holder thingy because I don't like to carry a purse. So I like almost never carry a purse and I almost always just carry a wallet. And so I have like a tiny little card holder that is like the one thing that I'll like if I'm going somewhere, I will slide into a pocket somewhere. And like I cannot imagine something square like my driver's license or my debit card in that space. Like, they're edges, man. And what am I going to do? Get to the grocery store and be like, excuse me, ma'am, while I squat and reach in to, like, pull out my debit card? Oh, you know what? Hold on. I I forgot the points card. One second. Like, (laughs) it doesn't work like that. Like, where where did I get this idea? (laughs) Put a string on it. Oh, oh, gosh. Like, I'm like, did nobody, did you not go to school and learn about the... anatomy like in health class because like they don't just teach you the what like they don't just teach you one side of things they teach you both so i feel like we're just were you not listening like that you think that that something like it's wide it's about that wide like ow and there's a lot of talk about like not just like bodies but like it's all breasts like this one this one is from the galton case by Ross McDonald. She stood squarely in front of him in a deliberately ugly posture, one hip out, her breasts thrust forward under the white shirt, and at the same time, sharp and tender. She didn't seem to be drunk, but there was a hot, moist glitter in her eyes. 
Her eyes were large and violet and should have been beautiful. With dark circles under them and heavy eyeshadow on the upper lids, they were like two spreading bruises. Like, sir, boobs don't thrust. Like, they don't, they, they have no movement of their own. We're, we're not all Terry Crews. We can't all move our pecs independently. <laughs> Right. Or like makeup on a girl. Purple does does just because she's wearing purple does not mean that her eyes look like she's bruised. Like you can apply purple and it looks like art of artistically and it still looks good. Like I also research. got that. I also got that from the uh, men writing women hashtag on Twitter. And what I found super interesting, I was like, how can something be sharp and tender at the same time? How? I don't know. I don't, Le- I don't leading, understand. Leading off the and here's another one where um, they say, like, the boobs are doing weird things. Yeah. No, Craig, I want a big, dumb, fake answer. Noelle rolls her eyes. I think her breasts roll in sync with them. Girls' yeah. breasts are so amazing. It's funny. I was going to read that that one, too, um, on Twitter under Amanda Winkle. I think her username is that... Ha, ha, like where do where do people like it just boggles my mind how this just seems to to like i'm just like no. trying to like roll my eyes <laughs> and like roll my boobs and sink like there's they don't do <laughs> that right? they, no, my my eyes and boobs are not just magically cur- connected by like an invisible string or something like they are of their own volition <laughs> there's one this is like a clip out of an anime or a manga and it doesn't give me the title, but it's like, Oni-chan, I'm coming from my eyeball pussies. Her what? <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a chick crying. That's all it is. Please, that has to be a mistranslation. Like, there's no way that that's real. I don't know. They need to hire better translators of that. <laughs> or, or, oh or, or listen to this. It said... The cold air made my hair stand up from the roots, the way my nipples stood erect, every follicle on my arms and legs becoming a tiny clitoris, and every cell of me awake and alert at rigid attention. I saw that one. I saw that one. I'm like, wait, what? See, that's one of the ones that I'm like, okay, I get what you were going for, but you wrote it the wrong way. Oh, that was a horrible description. Like, what? what, Why did you think that that was was acceptable to, you know, put little clitorises all over someone's arms and legs? Like, we are not just, no, like. Here's a good one from Stephen King. She thought the female body always looked its best when it was flat on its back, stretched out, the tummy pulled flat, the breasts naturally upright without the vertical drag of gravity to pull them down. Thanks. That's a nice Another <laughs> On the topic of Stephen King, um, but, may, but then she would be somewhere, at the supermarket maybe, and she would hear a sudden tittering laughter from the next aisle and her back would prickle, her nipples would go hard and hurtful. Her hands would tighten on the bar of the shopping cart. Like, hard and hurtful. Like, what? What? I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know anymore. I don't understand it. I don't understand. Like, it doesn't make sense. Here's one. I want you to guess who you think this is, okay? This is a well-known author. A well-known author. Like, world-renowned author. Okay. 
Heather, who was pregnant, looked at least 10 years younger than her husband. Though not particularly good-looking, she gave a general impression of lustrous fecundity with her creamy skin and long, glossy brown hair. Her clinging, low-cut purple wrap dress revealed at least half of her swollen breasts. Robin noticed how determinedly Strike kept his eyes firmly on Heather's face as he shook her hand. Brandon Sanderson. It is not Brandon Brandon Sanderson. James Patterson. It is not James Patterson. Grisham. It is not Grisham. Uh, who else is well? Is it a male? Oh, well, it's a male George R.R. R. Martin? No, he only it is not George R.R. No. Martin. <laughs> I have uh, no idea. Okay. King? It's a bit of a trick question, but it's Robert Galbraith. I don't know who, I don't that know is. who, who is. is also, which is which is the pen name of Jake oh, Rowling. Oh, that's J.K. Rowling? That's J.K. Rowling! What? So it's not just relegated to men, but I just found that was like super fucking ridiculous. I was like, what? Is she secretly a man just like in like a woman's body? Well, I have a feeling that this is directly like that's probably um, a snippet from their the Cormorant Strike series that she's writing with him, which is the one uh, that one of the books blew up on TikTok where um, it was the one with like the social media one where she basically whined about how the author was like killed because of like the social media backlash that they were receiving for their book. But I just, I thought that was super funny and I was like, Oh my God, I have to like, I have to share that with you guys. You may fascinate a woman by giving her a piece of cheese. I've seen this one on TikTok. I mean, I'll take cheese. <laughs> right? Like what do, now I don't want a craft single. Okay. I want like a good cheese. Like, <laughs> Oh, it's gotta be like a Gouda or like a smoked Swiss. Like it's gotta be decent cheese. Speaking of cheese, someone uses this, they use this to do, uh, describe, um, sex, like the sounds of sex. And they're like, it was an odd sound, a sound that if one did not know better, would have been indistinguishable from hot macaroni and cheese being vigorously turned with a wooden spoon. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? You know what I picture in my head? I what? picture all of those teenage boys trying to make those sex noises where they like grab the side of their cheek and they're like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that just makes us. I think of that old vine where that dude walked up behind his mom stirring macaroni and he's like, that's what good pussy sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe he wrote the book. I don't think he survived his mother after that comment because she was after him. Oh, no, he probably didn't. Oh, my God. On the same vein of um, food, this one. Did you know that um, our boobs are made of dough and our butts are made of gelatin? Because we made love in her bed, on the desk, in the library after studying for an exam. Her breasts were like pillows of dough and her ass was like a mold of gelatin wiggling with each step. I feel like it wouldn't be so bad if it was reversed because I feel like our thighs and our ass have more cellulose that gives it more of that doughy look, whereas the boobs could be jello because usually they're more uniform shape. Yeah, I'll give that to you, but it's still like, come on, man. You, I, you can do better. It's not the worst I've seen, but. Hey, wait, you want to hear know. another one about, about food describing women? Okay. She is not cl- she's not classically beautiful by any means and she is hardly young. Her off the shoulder soft sweatshirt shows the right amount of her boobs like two scoops of ice cream, soft and creamy. Her hair is cotton candy. Her legs are caramel. 
Someone was hungry when they were writing. <laughs> Someone clearly was. Hold on, like, let me. I've never attributed boobs to ice cream before. <laughs> this next one is my response to y'all's food. She was about to cover her startled breast. How do boobs get startled? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like Mr. Bingley would say something like this, though. Oh, her breast startled, or or her breast smiled. <laughs> Like, I get startled when I get that weird, like, stabbing pain in your boob that you get every once in a while. That's startling. But I don't see how the boob itself could be startled. Yeah, they're not people, though. Like, you're you're giving inanimate, like, you're giving an inanimate object, which is the boob, a human characteristic. Like, no. Did you know that there's a, uh, there's a measurement, apparently. There, there's a measurement, a standard measurement for boobs. The millaboob. Do tell. The millaboob. <laughs> it's a mi- <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> because apparently boobs become terms of measurement. I want to know why it was millaboob and not like deciboob or centiboob. Why mill? Why millie? Yeah, why do we choose millie? One? Why do we choose millie? This I don't know what book it's from. I Maybe wish. They like I the wish name I knew. <laughs> but it says they. <laughs> I was like the name. I was staring into two of the most beautifully tipped breasts the world has ever known. They were full and round and using the stand measure three and a half milliboobs per handful. Pardon? How many handfuls? Well, I don't know is how many handfuls. Because like I, I am like two at least per boob. <laughs> so like how many handfuls? So according to this measurement, I would be seven. My, each boob would be seven milliboobs. I'd have eat like seven milliboobs. So a see, total thing- of 14 milliboobs. So see, the thing is in like the real world that men don't pay attention to, there is like a standard measurement for like cup size on like, that's why it's called a cup. It's kind of like how many cups of weight can it hold? <laughs> yeah. All they had to do was Google, man. <laughs> right? I feel like go matters- to the local Victoria's Secret and ask. Yeah. Men are so lazy when it comes to writing in the sense of, like, writing what a woman actually, like, does and thinks. That it's like, then you get things like this. Like, you could have just picked up your phone and Googled it. It's not hard. You do it every day for everything else. She was 100 pounds wet and she had H-sized breast. That girl is falling over is what's happening. Ain't no way she's upright on her own. He ain't got to worry about breaking her back because they're going to break it for her. You want to hear, wanna hear oh. this one? How do I describe boobies in the most extra way possible? I spoke with the Count this morning. Logan said when he was suddenly silenced, his breasts went past. No, not just breasts, the breast. They were perfect. Not precipitously exposed, but perfectly shaped. These floated past him, held in a gossamer embrace of fabric, rejoicing to cling to such... Nubile curves. Logan didn't even see the woman's face. Then she walked past the sweet curves of swaying hips and a flash of lean, muscular calves. <laughs> that sounds very Victorian. Right. The, the the Victorians had a thing for ankles, so I ain't gonna we ain't gonna kink shame them for that. No, but no, it's definitely still not. like oh. the, the breasts, <laughs> the things they carried by Tim O'Brien. Her legs, he thought, were almost certainly the legs of a virgin. Dry and without hair, the left knee cocked and carrying her entire weight, which was just over 117 pounds. Lieutenant Cross remembered touching that left knee. 
God, the knees. Ooh. Or, or, mm. or listen to this one. Um, her figure I saw following along after her was still marvelous. Becky has a fine, uh, beautifully fleshed skeleton too wide in the hips. I've heard women say it, but I've never heard a man say it. I've never heard a skeleton described that way before. I mean, I think... I think what for me the thing is is that it's obvious that there is either like no education or it's like deeply rooted in like misogyny. Like from the no education standpoint, like this there there's one that I found that said it was unbelievably hot. I could feel my butthole getting wet for the need of his blank inside of me. It's blanked out, so I don't know. And I'm like, okay, one, she needs to see a doctor because your butt shouldn't be getting wet for any reason. Uh, like if you're leaking from that, from your butt, you need, you need to go see a doctor. Cause that's not normal. That's not healthy. Um, and two, that's like, gonorrhea. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> but it also like, it's just obvious that like the, the person who wrote this doesn't understand how the body works in general, which is unfortunate. And then from the misogyny standpoint, this is actually, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of David Brooks, but there's a book that he wrote called The Social Animal. And chapter three, like this is how early we're getting into this. It's a bit of a longer passage, so I'm going to read it. But but it's like, it's insane how this got past an editor, in my opinion. It is sad to report that even her in her late 20s, Julia kept her spring break personality alive and on call. Responsible and ambitious by day, she would let her inner Cosmo girl out for a romp on Saturday nights. In these moods, she still thought it was cool to be sassy. She still thought it was a sign of social bravery to be a crude-talking, hard-partying, cotton-candy, lipstick-wearing, thong-snapping, balls-to-the-wall disciple in the church of Lady Gaga. First and foremost, we do not dis mother that way. She still thought she was taking control of her sexuality by showing cleavage. She thought the barbed wire tat around her thigh was a sign of body confidence. She was an excellent entertainment at parties, always first in line for drinking games and by curious female kissing. Ensconced in late night throngs of group inebriation, she would walk perilously close to the line of skankdom without ever going quite over. Up until well into her pregnancy, it is fair to say that a truly maternal thought never crossed her mind. Harold, who was just a for, who was just forming in her womb at this point, was going to have to work if he was going to turn her into the sort of mother he deserved. And at first I laughed, right? Like at first I laughed because I thought like, wow, like, hello, misogyny. And then we got to the point where we talked about the baby and I was like, what the actual fuck is this? Because that's just, it's, it's a level of absolute male point of view with no understanding or realization or like not a thought, not a thought up in their brain at all. No thoughts. Yeah. All vibes. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's so evident that they literally did not care what anyone else had to say. I'm like, how did, yeah, how did an editor not catch that at all? That is my number one question. Second of all, like, what the heck makes them think that this is okay to, like, speak like, 
this child has authority over their parent. When it's like, excuse me, she's the one who's putting all of her energy into growing you, first of all. So, like, give her a little respect there. Like, my goodness. I have one, but I'm going to tell you, reading it low-key makes me think of Iceland Barbarian. <laughs> Just listen. Okay. It's like, hey, baby, it's happening. I'm ovulating right now. I felt the tingle of my egg coming out, which I'm not going to say is too far-fetched. Some women can feel that. It actually is not. It's not a tingle. It's a fucking stab that hits you out of nowhere. (laughs) And you feel like you just like popped an ovary. Yeah. Yeah. But the response was, but the most obvious change to Felicia's body from the woman who had let me join her in the shower was a full inch of waistline added from a burgeoning uterus filled with my bountiful overnight deposits. <laughs> Imagining those seeds making way into her fallopian tubes, seeking that most precious treasure of eggs and bringing them to life within her flooded womb. I felt myself stiffen once more. I mean, it sounds like she just ate some carbs. Like she's below, she ate something and she's bloated. <laughs> Do men not understand that it doesn't work that fast? Like, that's not how it happens, buddy. Well, and sperm doesn't go into your belly. And, like, your uterus doesn't, like, it it doesn't, it's not at your waist. No, it's much farther down your body. Like Your waist is, like, the bottom of your ribcage. Your uterus is, like, in between your hips. Like, there's a good, you know, six inches on average. Between the parts of your body. We need to start a trend, like just get a picture of a woman's anatomy unlabeled and be like, hey, point to the uterus. 99% of those dudes are going to point at their bladders. They're going to point the bladder out. Yeah, or the stomach. I I bet you the stomach. (laughs) Yeah, we we put that baby right there. Just, it wiggles through the intestines for nine months. (laughs) Oh, God. Like a fucking parasite. not a baby no and it's just to me it's wild and crazy because this is this is stuff that like we would read and see in books and not realize what it is right like because i'm sure like terry goodkind is a is an example of one of the authors that i know probably has this kind of writing in it but i ate up his books as a teenager and did not see the hidden misogyny that was in it. Like, it's just, it's crazy. There's this one here that says, um, staring directly at me, saying it like one of those college girls, I'm hot and cool and don't give a fuck, but was probably molested at some point in my teenage years. So I'm always in defense mode and attack others before they can attack me first. That kind of chick, you know the type. Like, oh, and then he says, she looked oddly like Kat Dennings. Like, so obviously this guy has an issue with Kat Dennings and that's why he put that in there. Like, why is there any girl who's like testy or just like obviously like aggressive or just like annoyed and like pissed off with everyone? Why is it always like, oh, they must have been like assaulted in some form to be that pissed off? Or they have time? daddy issues. Or, yeah, you know what like, it is? It's misogyny. Why can't they just be pissed off for no apparent reason? They just don't like you. It's because men can't fathom the idea that women have independent thoughts. And I won't say all men, it's because it isn't all men, but a lot of men uh, can't stand the thought of a woman having autonomy over her body and having an independent thought pattern and being smarter than men. Men have a real issue with it to the point where it can get scary. And it's ridiculous. 
And I know yeah. that we're laughing about this, but I just want to point out that if you know people in your lives, listeners, if you know men in your life like this, like maybe show them some of these things and explain how ridiculous and not cool it is. It's not I cool. Found, I found one where a woman responded by writing men the way women write women. Like women. Oh men write women. my God, please share. <laughs> okay, so the first one. He charged into the room, pert testicles bouncing gaily. I saw a scar and wondered if he'd had a vasectomy. He opened his plump lips, full of promise, but annoying words came out. Something about a football match. <laughs> I mean, oh, that is literally what it sounds beautiful. like. That is exactly, that's perfect. I had a, it's, uh, it's hard to explain to someone who doesn't understand this dichotomy of like how men write women versus how women write men. And that's an episode all on its own that we'll probably do at some point, but it's just, it's wild. And it's not even, it's not even relegated to just fiction. Okay. Like there is an academic paper. I found an academic paper. Uh, where is it? I found an academic paper. Uh, it says this, uh, also from the men writing Twitter, men writing women, Twitter. Uh, this is from an actual scholarly book in which an established male associate professor professor imagines what it might be like to do a psychogeography walk as a young female. The sea wind bursting through the gaps between the beach huts blows right through me. I'm surprised at how hollow and tender I am. As if all that I become while studying the quest of the symbolist theater has turned to air and my new doctoral robes are no more resistance to the storm the storm to come than a flimsy negligee. I laugh thinly at the in the face of the breeze. Under my panting, I repeat over and over again until it loses all meaning. Negligee, 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 negligee. Are we That's a an dog? academic paper? Are we a That's dog? A, a scholarly book. A scholarly book. Right. That's that's incredible. Like that is funny but at the same time like shocking i'm like are we a dog what is with the word panting in there like why that that just makes me think of a dog honestly like be real real straight like yeah like well and the guardian even the guardian magazine uh had an issue where it was in 2021 and i think it had to do with um some work that angelina jolie was doing in with respect to like relief aid in afghanistan um when the Taliban had captured, had captured Ghazni. And this is the start of the article. Angelina Jolie sits at a desk, back straight as a rule and rather regal. That's fine. Her features are cartoonishly beautiful. Straight black hair, vertiginous cheekbones, huge blue eyes, and lips like a plumped red sofa. Huh? Like... This is a human being. This isn't even fictional. This is real life. Someone at the Guardian in their editing room thought that was a good idea. They thought that that was a good idea. It was not, but yeah. Like I just it, it blows my mind. You know, I <sighs> There is this idea that women i don't even i don't even know how to put it into words right i mean can we think maybe like 
in your do you guys think that porn has a huge effect on how this plays out yeah i remember seeing something somewhere and they were saying how like the industry of like porn has such an effect on men's brains because it essentially makes it so it affects like their relationships and then because they're they're given this like fantasy of what like sex actually is when it's not in not at all that at all um and so it's like it has a psychological effect on how they view sex and then how they view women and it's just like so many people want to be able to get rid of the porn industry to begin with and then some guys try to compare it to these books like to like what we read like our smut books i'm like it is in no way near any of that but yeah, it has a significant effect on men. And then we get books like this. But when you look at like classical porn, like you don't go into any specific categories and things. It's very male-centered to where females in a very submissive role, like for the male, male's pleasure. Even the like the women have very specific body types that they seek out for the actresses. Even the males have very specific body types. But on the other end, I can see how they want to like compare it to books because, you know, when you look at in smutty books, because they all have like their different genres within there, but the men, depending on the genre, all fit a very specific like category. So like you have traditionally they did, but I feel like with the times changing, I feel like it is definitely changing. But even look like, okay, so like Emily Henry's dudes usually have some kind of mental hiccup. Olivia Dade's always got, like, these cute golden retrievers. Uh, Sierra Simone's got these, like, tortured religious men. (laughs) (laughs) And we love them. But, like, I think it's because, like, they're not that, like, that, like, strong, athletic, like, buff man physique that is shown in, in, like, within porn. Because amateur porn is fine, but it's, like, when you get, like, the, like, um, professional, I guess you would call it. That's when it starts to become a problem, because it's like representing these really negative messages. Even if it doesn't actually physically say that, it's presenting that kind of psychological messaging to the men who watch it. I get that, but from what I recall, like most of the dudes I see in like traditional porn are like skinny rail, maybe some muscle, no hair on their body at all, and I'm like, are you even of age? <laughs> Like, see, that was probably because it was, like, the beginning of the porn industry itself. Because the porn industry is still relatively new in the grander scheme of things. Have have you seen, have you watched 70s porn, Mia? No. <laughs> like, hair there was, was a big porn. thing in the 70s. Yeah, it wasn't until the 80s when, like, the whole Brazilian wax it all off became a thing. But even, like, back in ancient Greece, they painted porn onto their walls. You could walk into a brothel and be like, I want that one, and point at a picture. Well, they put so like, dicks in the road to point to where the brothel was. Yeah. Like, follow the penises. <laughs> <laughs> Make it easy. I mean, exactly. I believe that sex work is real work. So I don't have an issue with the porn industry as a whole. Um, aside from making sure that it's safe and that everyone is taken care of and, you know, that they're not uh, hurt in the line of duty. I guess we want to call it that. I think the main difference between the vision that men get with porn versus the vision that women get with say reading erotica or smut is 
it's less about the body and the physicality of the man. Yes, there's like a cardboard cutout of the type of guy, but it's more to do with how the man takes care of the woman and like how he treats her. And that is what attracts women to smut and to the erotica. Whereas like men trying to write erotica or trying to write porn or romance, I think miss that aspect and miss it not just a little bit like they're playing on a completely other ball field and think that they're playing on ours and it just doesn't make sense and it, i mean this is a topic that we can talk about for hours and i would love to but i think i would just like to spend a little bit more time laughing at some more of these really poorly written women i have Keep one them her body was kept up well. I'd known that her breasts were large from a time we'd hugged, but they were larger than I'd even thought. They must have gotten in the way during battle. Her whole body was soft, though. It was hard to believe she was capable of such power in a fight. That reminds me of Brienne and Aoife. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah, but Brienne's a badass, and she proved herself over and over again to the Hound and Jamie Lannister. Brienne is a badass. And Aoife, well, Aoife is also a badass. And for people who don't know who Aoife is, she is the, the plus-size main character of the fantasy novel that I'm slowly writing and is also a little on the softer side. But just because I got a little extra padding doesn't mean that I can't be fucking buff and strong like, come but on. But it's the same with men. It's like, okay, so you could be kind of husky and still have muscle under that. It's like, why can't women? Exactly. I mean, have you been on rugby talk? All those girls are like, like, mm, rugby boys. Rugby boys. Look at them thick thighs. Oh, I, what is that Lizzo song? I like big boys. Big boys. <laughs> big boys. Uh, yeah, I care. Here's but, one for you guys. Uh, the, this is by the dogs. Or sorry, this is called The Dogs by Scott Smith. But Amber, kind, green-eyed Amber, with her long red curls, her cinnamon-flavored skin, her Barbie doll vagina, as in she doesn't have one? Like, Because I don't remember my Barbies having a vagina. I don't. Even the pregnant one, it was the belt. Her belly popped off and you just pulled the baby out. That might be where these men learn this stuff from. Maybe. I I just I am like I mm, I just I don't I literally don't understand that. Oh my god, here's one. Here is something literally a, any woman listening to this right now, you'll know immediately that this is written by a man because you this is literally something we would never do. She stuck her hand into her panties and fished out a pad soaked with blood holding it out toward him. Well, I read that one. We don't do that. We don't, but I feel like if you're petty enough and you really want to discuss somebody, it's possible. Oh, it's it's possible. I'm just saying it's not something that we would do. It's more possible it's than getting the debit card out. It's way easier <laughs> than getting a debit card out of your cooch. But it's also grosser or more gross than... Do men yeah. just assume because we shove stuff in our bra and use it as a pocket that we just use the badge as an extra pocket. <laughs> like, we're forced uh, to wear a bra. Well, not forced, but, like, society 
puts those expectations on us. So, of course, we're going to make use of it in other ways other than just, you know, being a torture device for our boobs. I have one. New guy's a weirdo, huh? Rachel said out loud, not holding back her rudeness. Staring directly at me, saying it like one of those college girls. I'm hot and cool and don't give a fuck, but was probably molested at some point in my teenage years, so I'm always in defense mode and attack others before they can attack me first. That kind of chick. You know the type. (laughs) That was the one that I read a few minutes ago. Was it? Yeah! And you know what? As you were listening, I'm like, yeah, that's so fucking misogynistic. And it wasn't until you got to the end that I was like, that was the one. I just read the piece. I didn't read the whole thing. Because I was like, it's just fucking misogyny. It's just misogyny. And it deserves to be repeated. Because I really hate, I hate that one probably the most out of all the ones that we've read so far. Because of its implicit, like, girls with an attitude must have fucking been sexually assaulted which in my opinion is just fucking gross like that's it's gross why is male country music like hot girls in teeny tiny shorts i'll make you my wife bear my children front porch family values casseroles and female country music's like oops i killed my husband facts there's (laughs) because women are emotional (laughs) air quotes He's did we read this one? He's stupid. He slid her panties off and slid his fingers down her down her clip, but to his surprise, no opening could be found. He now knew that she was untouched, unbroken. No, we have not. And holy fucking shit, maybe that's the Barbie doll vagina. (sighs) See, I'm 50-50 on this one because like I could see a guy writing this and thinking like somehow the anatomy works like that. But unfortunately, in some African countries, this is like an actual like mutilation they do to women. Right. Yeah. Female genital mutilation is a thing. It is horrible. Um, it is awful. And women are debilitated. And this happens as young as one, two, three years old where they're just sewn up. Mm-hmm. And it's horrifying. So, Yeah. That's that's just gross. That's just gross. Her blouse lay atop her bosom as they popped up like meerkats, one after the other. Oh, God. <laughs> These men need to be committed. Like, seriously, psychologically evaluated. What was the... I, I remember reading one about, like, a reverse orgasm. Did you guys what? see that one? No. Okay, let me see if I can find it. Um, I'm like, how do you reverse orgasm? Like, this one isn't literature, but it's popped up. And since y'all are Canadians, I have to share. (laughs) It is apparently some kind of old advertisement from Health Canada. And somebody commented, they're like, this is possibly from Quebec. It says, attention men, Sergeant Dave and Teddy want to remind you, if on her skin she has a doodle, never ever let her touch your noodle. Tattoos are a sure sign that a woman is syphilic, mentally unsound, and possibly from Quebec or America. What the fuck? (laughs) I mean, I love how between the three of us, the two that have tattoos are from Quebec and America. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what can I say? We're bad. Our husbands are in for a rude awakening. (laughs) I know, right? syphilic jesus thanks for telling me all right 
I found it. It says, a sleeping demon only pretending to be asleep, yet capable in any moment of opening its eyes and its terrible mouth. An electrically psychic moment, a chill running through her with the force of a reverse orgasm, everything tightening, nodding up. Like, what is a reverse orgasm? It, it like, Let's think about this logically. An orgasm is the buildup of sexual pleasure. To the point where you're like, oh, yes, I've hit my release. That is an orgasm. A reverse orgasm is literally just losing all sexual pleasure. It's called edging, man. Yeah. It's called edging. All right. So we we shit-talked Quebec in America. I got one for neurodivergence. (laughs) Oh, dear. Her breast jiggled neurodivergently. (laughs) realize that your breast could jiggle in a way that your brain oh gosh I'm like that's it like that's the whole thing I'm I'm trying to picture how that would happen like neurodivergent just means neurodifferent is is literally like the, the like brain different brain is basically the translation <clears throat> of neurodivergent. I'm like, so your boobs jiggle differently than like the typical boobs jiggle? <laughs> what did like do they jiggle? Do normal normal boobs jiggle up and down? And they just jiggle side to side. <laughs> so he explains sitting there waiting for the woman to pee, and he's like, men. They're able to conjure it up immediately. That was one of their powers, that thunderous <clears throat> splashing as they stood lordly above the bowl. Everything about them was more direct. Their insides weren't the maze women's were for the pee to find its way through. Excuse me, sir. Where did you get that from? <laughs> I find it amusing, too, considering the male urethra is the longer one. So, like... Wait, just because you got a dick, that means you're just, you get a magical dick? <laughs> please, please explain, I- man. Like... I have no, no words. The other thing, you know, what's really fucking gross is when they infantilize women and like akin them to children. So here's an observation. Uh, It said she was talking to an adolescent who was at that age when a girl can seem too voluptuous for her years, having womanly breasts and hips, but the face of a child, like don't look at children like they're, Fucking sexual objects. That's so gross. Don't Didn't do you it. read The Will of Time, Brittany? Or you've talked about it? I, I am collecting the books because that is a series that is really close to my heart. My dad has read that book series over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I have always wanted to read it. I just haven't been able to sit down and physically do it. So I'm collecting all of the books so that I can sit down and read it. Do you have The Dragon Reborn yet? I would have to check my shelf. I probably don't. You need to go check your shelves because somebody posted in A Wheel of Time, The Dragon Reborn by Robert Jordan. There's a map of the city of Aes Sedai, or Sedai, which is an organization of powerful female sorcerers. And the map is literally a vagina. I mean, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. Well, what I love about that is if you know the, the Wheel of Time series, the Aes Sedai are women. Yeah, no, yeah, men I can't be them. women. Men go so crazy. I actually, men will go I actually, crazy. I actually kind of love stand, that. We stand Vagina Island. <laughs> I stand Vagina Island because it's like, yeah, we are a, a tribe of powerful magic-wielding women. And yeah, our city looks like a vagina because guess what? The vagina is one of the strongest muscles in a woman's body. It can 
It does lots of different things. It brings us pleasure. We birth children this way. Our our periods and we deal with our like our reproductive system. Like, mm, mm-mm. the vagina is a fucking badass. I could kind of see it though, because if like you had a society of men, I can almost guarantee that they would shape their island as a giant dick or a big set of boobs. What do you think buildings are? Two. What do you think buildings represent? Dicks. Why do you I think mean, they're built straight up? Because of men. So you um, want to hear something super funny? Yes. Speaking of buildings being shaped like phalluses. So Always. my high school was a brand new high school that was built in our town. It had only been open for a couple of years. And the way that they had shaped it. So it was T-shaped. It was a T-shaped building. So the front of the school was long and rectangular and then, and there was a bunch of classrooms and then there was a big long hallway and at the back of the building was the gym. Well, what they decided to do was on either side of that long section of the building, put a glass domed uh, rounded building, like add on to each side. One was the library. One was the cafeteria. So if you took an aerial view of my high school, it looked like a dick sitting on the ground. Dick high. <laughs> D- dick high. Dick high. Did we talk about the vagina of rage yet? No. no Ways of Going tell. Home by Alejandro Zambra. I understood what was coming and I readied myself. In arguments, I tended to take refuge in a certain optimism, but she would close her face and then even her body to keep me out. I'll always remember the pain one night years ago. In the middle of an argument, we started caressing each other and she got on top of me. But in the middle of penetration, she couldn't control her rage and she shut her vagina completely. That sounds like the guy that said like like women can like stop rape with their vaginas if they... What, what was the name of that fucking senator who was like, Rapes, pregnancies from rapes can't happen. Women can just abort the the babies once they like they can just miscarry the babies if they've been pregnant by rape. Like fucking a. That's that's some kegel power. If we actually had the ability to do that, men would truly fear us. Every argument we get in, be like, come on, come on, darling. They'd be like, no. (laughs) Have you guys heard of the movie Teeth? Yes. It's the one where the woman has a vagina that has teeth in it and like her vagina. Yeah. It's, it's super fucked. And there's a, I think it's based on a book called teeth. Um, and I cannot remember who it's written by right now, um, but you should watch it. It's actually pretty fucking amazing. Things women in literature have died from cold hands, beautiful face, missing slippers, wrist fevers, going outside at night in Italy, Shawl in a sufficiency. Too many pillows. Garden troubles. That must have been Elaine. Someone said <laughs> no. Someone said no very loudly while they were in the room. Sorry, re- remind me what the name of this list is. Is this what would put a Victorian child into a coma? Things women have died from in literature. Oh my god. <sighs> And so I found this this um, this tweet that someone writes as like a kind of like basically jokingly like men writing woman characters like it's not an actual author writing it but it's like this girl is like so she's like men writing woman characters she was beautiful but didn't know it she was five seven and a hundred and one pounds her feet were size three her hat size was infant she'd never thrown up even once her period lasted forty five minutes her top was see through. 
<laughs> but it's basically just making fun of like bad writing of women, which I'm like, yeah, that sums it all up pretty much. And then it like started like a whole stream of of people like writing replies to it. Yes, Becca. I found myself agreeing and wondered later if my ovaries had made the decision for me. They sometimes jiggle when I'm around a man I fancy. Some people get butterflies in their tummies. I have jiggling ovaries. I don't know what to say to that. I pressed the bell and a cheerful voice said it was on its way. The voice belonged to a plump, round-faced woman of the sort that develops a good personality because the alternative is suicide. My gosh, that got dark really fast. Tell me what you're really thinking, sir. Like, oh, because, like, being being bigger and, like, that obviously means that, like, my life is not worth the same as a woman who is tiny. Thank you. Really appreciated that one. Merely hearing the sound of an expensive car changes their hormone levels. We have science on this, tons of studies, but for some reason it gets ignored. <laughs> have y'all's hormones ever peaked when y'all heard an expensive car? <laughs> Um, no, but my my irritation increases because, I mean, I I had an ex at one point that was, like, all about putting a fucking straight pipe on his car, except his car was a fucking Honda, uh, Dodge Neon from, like, 1998, um, and so he got this, like, real nice expensive fucking muffler uh and put it on his fucking shitty dodge neon that my grandmother fucking paid for by the way uh and you still owe me money for walter if you're ever like, gonna listen to this but uh you like, dated a walter i dated a walter okay fuck off <laughs> first, first mistake was dating a walter like the but name. uh but yeah I fucking that just irritates the shit out of cars in general men who are like fucking vehicle heads drive me insane do i think they're cool if they're respectful and nice about it sure but most guys who are in that clique are fucking jerks they're just they're just jerks. the, the car guys yeah. but you were talking and i was sitting there thinking it was like i feel like it was a rite of passage in rh brit that you dated the fuckwad that that drove the neon or shitty Honda with a loud muffler. It was a rite of passage in our time. It had. It was like it's like early two thousands, mid two thousands. Where like it was either a Cavalier, a Honda Civic, a fucking rice cooking Honda Civic, or a Dodge Neon. That was like a, the teenage boy standard car, and they usually were like playing either hip hop or fucking Avenged Sevenfold. Death there was no in between. Yeah. <laughs> they were piece of shit. They were piece of shit cars. They weren't good men, but they thought their cars were the shit. That oh, we yeah. Poor choices. Was, oh, yeah. My oh, generation's my like, because I'm like the tail end of like the millennials, if that kind of like cusp. So we like, we were like, we saw the, the stupid decisions that you guys made. And we're like, we're not going to do that. We're going to like, maybe like focus on ourselves and then, then maybe date someone. Y'all did the squatted truck. Yeah. I mean, I can't personally say I dated anyone in high school. So, like, I was not one of those individuals. Thank you. <laughs> but I honestly have no idea what that is. So, that is a squatted truck. What is that? It's like a lift where they, like, instead of having it like this, they push the truck like this. Yeah. They actually just outlawed it and I think, like, North Carolina. Because you can't see over your hood when you do that. It's actually really mm -hmm. dangerous. But they And it's so ugly looking. Oh, it looks awful. Yeah. 
is horrendous. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And so many teenage boys were mad because it's been outlawed now. So just like the the tra- the back of the truck was just like this. Have you seen um Have you seen the trucks, Mia? That do like the they're like uh usually they're like El Caminos or they're like little they're like um they've been dropped like lowered. Yeah. Okay. Imagine that, except the back is lowered and the front is raised. Okay. It's yeah. It's like that, they only ins- they installed half a lift kit. That's what they did. <laughs> The, not, not the stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why they banned it. But it's just, it's one of those things where I don't, I, and I love how we all know someone like that. And I feel like these are the kind of guys that would end up writing books like with these kinds of descriptions, you know, I just, you know, and it's so weird because it's either I, I'm noticing a trend as we read through these that it's either talking about a woman's age, talking about the woman's body, sexualizing a younger sibling and or a young woman who's like a minor and or sexualizing their mother. Because here's one for you. Craig, how is Dr. Minerva? Mom comes out of the kitchen. She's still tall and skinny, looking better each year. I know that's weird to think, but what the hell? She's just a woman who happens to be my mom. It's amazing how she looks more stately and confident as she gets older. I've seen pictures of her in college, and she didn't look like much. I think someone needs a therapist. Oh, 100% needs a therapist. We're way past needing a therapist at this point. Mm -hmm. I I think most of these guys need therapists, to be honest. Men and their mommies would be its own episode. (laughs) And we definitely don't have the time to get into that today because we have been here for almost an hour. (sighs) And I mean... That's that's a rabbit hole we can't go down. If you have enjoyed the things that we've read about today, there is an entire Reddit thread on Reddit called Men Writing Women. You can Google Men Writing Women. You can go to Twitter and look up Men Writing Women. And um, there is actually a couple of book talkers who make this content pretty regularly i cannot remember her name but when we do find her we will link her in our uh on the website so make sure you check out drinkingingpodcast.com uh to check out the episode um we won't actually have a list of books in this episode that we recommend to you based on what we've talked about today what i think we will do instead is have a list of books that have better female representation than all of these books that we've talked about today or snippets that we've read today. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll include the wheel of time because I think that that vagina map is great. I'm, I'm going to have to go check to see if I have the dragon reborn because that's pretty epic. But I think, I think this is where we're going to wrap for the day because I can't take any more misogyny. Can you, I think, I think no, I'm, I'm, I'm all misogynistic out. I don't know. I don't know that. I tried to verb that. Misogynized. (laughs) Misogynized. (laughs) Yes. Better term. All right. Well, I will see you ladies next week. And, uh, dudes listening to this podcast. Don't be dicks. Yeah. Learn from this. Listen to women. Listen to women and read more books written by women. You can just freaking Google it. It's not that hard. It's like two seconds pull up Google, type in how to write a better woman as a man. It's not hard. Don't forget to let your breath smile. (laughs) (laughs) Want more from the bookish bitches? Follow us on TikTok at Drinking Ink Pod Official for updates regarding our newest episodes, releases, 
and behind the scenes chaos or send us an email at drinkinginkpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on all streaming platforms like Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also follow our hosts on their personal accounts located in the show notes along with recommended reading lists and all the books we mentioned in today's episode. Stay thirsty, friends. 